Hey there, fellow pop culture nerds, Christian from the Proton Pack podcast here. Tony and I recently made the transition to host our podcast at anchor.fm, and they made switching from our previous podcast host an absolute breeze. Whether you're old pros like us or new to the podcast game, Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. In fact, you don't even need the complete tech setup that we use. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free. That includes creation tools allowing you to record and edit your podcast, which you can do right from your phone or computer, and it sounds great. They'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. And as you gain traction with your show, you can easily make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Proton Pack Podcast. I'm Christian and with me always is the J to my not-so-silent Bob, Tony. Say hey, Tone. Snoochie Beachies, Christian man. <laughs> that was lame. That's all <laughs> that was, right. That was a good intro. I liked it, but uh, bad, bad J uh, impersonation there. Hey, at least you got the uh, the catchphrase right. Yeah. Snoogans. <laughs> So we've got another uh, big episode for you. Uh, before we get started, just a couple housekeeping things for you guys. Um, as always, feel free to uh, follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, uh, forward slash Proton Pack Podcast, and on Instagram, at Proton Pack Podcast as well. The other exciting news is that we are now available on more services so uh previously you were only able to really get our show through uh, apple itunes or podcasts um, or our direct site through shout engine well now we're on stitcher we're on spotify we're on the google play store um a couple others that i can't remember the names right now but uh yeah we're if if you have another preferred method of getting your podcasts chances are we're probably there that's awesome uh i didn't know we were on spotify now that's that's awesome i know you applied for it and everything so i'll quote the professor farnsworth good news everyone (laughs) yeah i got the email last night that uh the show was approved for it and so we're on there now we're on spotify on Spotify, Spotify, Stitcher, and all your wonderful podcasting networks. <laughs> so as we go through, uh, like we do every week, uh, as we talk about the stories, uh, Tony will post those up on our Facebook, uh, so you can follow along with the trailers and the articles and all of that fun stuff. Excellent. <laughs> I don't know I'll... why I got all slow right there. Where I'm like, uh, excellent. That's all right. It's it's early. So it's an no- early morning episode. Yeah. Yeah. Normally we uh, try to record in the mid afternoon when, 
you know, we're sort of at our peak attentiveness. Uh, we've tried a few in the evenings, and those tend to be, uh, you know, either drunken, uh, <laughs> uh, slow down episodes. Um, and this is our first one in the morning, so we're hopefully bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Yeah, so far so good. There's, uh, we're definitely. I don't feel like it's been a lot of uh, errors so much. Just me going, oh, oh yeah, awesome. To be fair, we're only into the first five minutes of the show, so there's still plenty yeah, of time true. for us to screw this up. But uh, yeah, what would be, there is. What would be a pro- <laughs> Proton Pack podcast without a uh, little bit of screw-up? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that <laughs> word, of course. And more absolutely. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go on into uh, TV news. So uh, the first bit is that uh, one of my favorite shows, one of my favorite sitcoms on TV right now, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which made the jump from Fox to NBC after it was canceled by Fox sort of unexpectedly, is being picked up for a seventh season uh, through NBC, obviously. And uh, I haven't had a chance to catch up on this previous season yet, but uh, I definitely plan on binge watching it because uh, it is a good show. This is a show I definitely need to get on board with. Uh, my buddy Bobby, who's a cop, he uh, he had posted, I want to say about a month ago, he's like, how in the hell did I never discover this show? And he discovered it on NBC, go figure. I think they just happened to be watching it. So he was stoked to know that there was a lot of other seasons prior to that. Like it wasn't just a new show he stumbled on. Mm-hmm. They actually had a bunch of other episodes. And I know you've raved about it for, for the last couple years. Like, Oh, tone, have you watched this show? And I was like, no, nah, no, nah. but how do you go wrong with Andy Samberg? I mean, dude's right. hilarious. Uh, Terry Crews, um, definitely a show I need to get on and start binge watching as well. So, well, the funny thing is we're sort of doing, things opposite so uh, brooklyn 99 uh, the creators of the show are dan gore and mike shore and those names if you're familiar with them were also the creators of parks and rec and so i never watched parks and rec when it was on and my girlfriend and i have been binge watching it you know two to three episodes a night getting caught up we're towards the end of season six and it's probably now one of our most favorite shows of all time. And uh, I know that you, Tone, were big into Parks and Rec. And, uh, you know, Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Parks and Rec have very much the same type of humor, thanks to Dan Gore and Mike Shore. I'm, gonna, I'm excited to watch it then. I actually went back and started after you started quoting me some stuff from Parks and Rec. It's been a, it's been a while. That was when I was on the uh, – I was hanging out with somebody – <laughs> that again, off again, run for those years, and uh, she turned me on to that show, and it's hilarious because I was a fan of The Office, and then when Parks and Rec was on, I was like, "Yeah, is that just a spinoff of The Office? I don't know if I'm gonna watch that." But excellent show, and uh, so I'm excited to watch Brooklyn Nine Nine for sure. Yeah, and another show that you turned uh, me on to, which was also created by Mike Shore, is The Good Place, and again, same type of humor awesome show uh where we just finished season two i think season three is airing right now and that was also picked up for a season four and so if you like that type of humor uh this trifecta of shows is uh, awesome to binge watch 
That's awesome. I'm glad you like you shared that knowledge of the creator. I didn't even pay attention to that. I was just like, ah, that's a good show. That's a good show. We'll go figure. It's by the same dude. Yeah. A good, the Good Place is excellent. What a <laughs> I really enjoy that show. And when I originally heard about it, I was like, eh, I don't know. You know, it's just another show that's on TV. But uh, when you turned me on to it and I saw that, you know, his name popped up as the creator, I was like, OK, this could be pretty good. And it certainly did not disappoint. Definitely not. I'm, I'm like you. I haven't seen uh, season three yet, so I'm excited to start that whenever I can get my hands on it. So, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, to watch season three, you have to have uh access to cbs all access which is uh you know another 10 bucks out of your pocket per month right <laughs> well i did do it for the big bang theory uh, a couple years ago so yeah well actually my sister did and i just got to use her password for a day or two hey. <laughs> until, I, until i binge watched big bang and then i was good so not a bad idea. And actually, with the number of shows that CBS is putting out, including The Twilight Zone, which we talked about last week, I might shell out the 10 bucks a month for that service. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, it beats uh, trying to find other means to watch these things. So Right. Or having to wait, you know, till well after they've aired to show up on Netflix. And then, you know, you've got to binge watch everything in, you know, two sittings. Right. Sometimes that's fun, like on a day like today here in Denver, where it's ice cold and sleety and rainy. It'd be a nice day to just sit and watch some uh, TV, which uh, I won't get to do today, and you won't either. But, uh, hey, you could dream one day. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah, Brooklyn Nine-Nine picked up for a seventh season through NBC. If you're not watching it, I strongly suggest going back and checking it out. Excellent. All right. Uh, moving on, a sad bit of television news. Um, last week, earlier in the week, I should say, uh, Luke Perry, star of 90210 and more recently Riverdale, suffered a major stroke. And uh, unfortunately, just a couple days ago, it was announced that he had passed away. And uh, he was only in his early 50s. Yeah, he was 52. Yeah. Which, you know, that's still pretty dang young. I don't. You know, we start to really think old. I don't know, Mill, at least you and I do. You really don't think old until like you're like in your 80s, 90, you know, late 70s, 80s, 90s. To me, that's super old, you you know, 50s, 60s, not not terribly. Yeah. But. And the thing is, with a stroke, you can have no idea that it's coming on. And so, um, you know, there's there's really no precursors and uh, or, you know, health indicators and. And so it's scary when it happens to somebody that is that young. Well, especially when you, you think about it. Um, uh, I know like they had just announced last week um, that they were going to bring back 90210 with the original cast. I mean, except uh, Shannon Doherty, who played Brenda and Luke mm -hmm. Perry, who played Dylan McKay, which in a weird way, like if you're going to bring that show back, why wouldn't you have those two? Because yeah, Dylan McKay were... was like the he was it man that was every girl's like dream in the 90s well and realistically they were sort of the two main characters of the show right and when they left it just seemed to kind of spin off into a different thing i mean i didn't really follow it at that point i i did like it when i was younger though I yeah. 
It's like, well, you know, I, don't say by the bell. Kind of. <laughs> I mean, I never really followed 90210, um, never got into Riverdale, which is obviously uh, Archie Comics uh, adaptation. Uh, the thing I best remember Luke Perry from is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Not yeah. the Sarah Michelle Geller series, but the original uh, movie that had uh, Pee Wee Herman in it. <laughs> oh, that's right. I didn't even think about it. <laughs> I didn't even think about Pee Wee Herman in there. You're right. He was one of the pad vampires. But yeah, and Rucker Howard. Oh, man. I just remember Christy Swanson was hot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the girlfriend and I went back and watched it uh, around Halloween time. And, uh, you know, it surprisingly holds up. You know, it's a good sort of 80s flashback uh, movie. But, uh, you know, with those 80s movies, every once in a while, you, know, you go back and you're like, oh, God, that was awful. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, still good. That's that. I'm gonna have to go back and watch that. Uh, I remember he uh, he was in eight seconds. I remember my mom watched that movie a lot when I was a kid. Um, <laughs> but no, definitely bummer bummer news to hear, man. It sucks. And uh, I remember they when they posted the reboot on my Facebook page, I commented on a link and uh, I said, well. I'm like, how are they going to do it? Dylan McKay is really old now, where he looks really old. After I kind of just say, hey, well, we don't think 51's old. Um, <laughs> I said he looked old. And uh, someone's like, oh, he just had a stroke. And I go, oh, crap. Are you serious? And then I left it alone. And then it just sucks. Two days later, he died. Um, yeah, it sucks, man. You know, yeah. I know we all die, but, you know, 51 or 52, that's. Uh, yeah, very sad. And by all accounts, he was one of the genuinely good guys in Hollywood. Every story coming out about him was that, you know, he would go out of his way to, uh, you know, make people feel good and, and to thank people. And there was even one story from uh, Colin Hanks that uh, on a <clears throat> airline, there were two kids that were, um, you know, loud and, and upset and basically bored and, you know, as a parent of two kids, you know, that's one of the worst feelings in the world is trying to keep them entertained on an airplane. And apparently uh, Luke Perry came out of first class, pulled a couple balloons out of his pocket, made some uh, balloon animals for the kids, gave them to them, and they were, you know, uh, good for the rest of the flight, which, you know, isn't something you hear from, you know, somebody out of Hollywood all that often. No, absolutely did you know another random fact, since sometimes we talk wrestling on this show? Um, did you know his son is a wrestler? No. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, he wrestles as uh, Jungle Boy. I'm reading this. I've never seen him wrestle. He's um, Jack Jungle Boy Perry, and he's going to be wrestling in that new promotion that's going to launch in May, that AEW All Elite Wrestling. So, no kidding. Yeah. So, and when you go and look at him, he's long hair, kind of. Dress. I I clicked the link on one of the dirt sheets on here, mm. and uh, he looks he, he looks like a young Dylan McKay with long hair. <laughs> That's crazy. I had no idea. Yeah. So fun fun useless trivia fact here today. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you know, sad to report that uh, Luke Perry died at fifty two. Um, he will certainly be remembered. Yeah. Well, him forever. Yeah, they'll definitely remember him. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Moving on from uh, TV news over to the weekend box office, which uh, we do every week. Now, uh, it is Thursday as we're recording this. So 
we're a few we're days late on the weekend box late. office. Yeah. But um, not a whole lot of change from the previous week. Obviously, we're looking forward to Captain Marvel coming out uh, tomorrow, um, though this when this podcast drops, it'll probably be Friday. So coming out today. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, weekend box office, definitely no surprise that uh, number one for a second week in a row was how to train your dragon, the hidden world made another $30 million. Um, I mean, it's, it's a juggernaut. It's making tons of money. Oh, I'm the juggernaut. Oh, I'm how to train your dragon hiccup. <laughs> uh, we did our mini review of it last week. So if you want to know what we thought, go ahead and download last week's episode. Um, we won't get into it on this one. Uh, in second place is a movie from a series that I just don't understand how they continue to make so much money. Cause I don't find them funny whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> Tyler Perry's a Medea family funeral made 27 million in second place. Now, I understand the appeal of Tyler Perry um, as an actor. He's actually, uh, let me take that back as a dramatic actor. He's very good. I don't like his comedy roles. I don't like his Medea character. I don't understand it, but a lot of people do. It continues to make a ton of money. And apparently this is the final version of Medea for Tyler Perry. No, thank goodness, because there seems to be a Medea all the time. Yeah, yeah. But uh, people love it. You know, it's sort of polarizing that, uh, you know, I, I don't get it. But, uh, you know, to each his own. If if he was to make a thousand more Medea movies, then, you know, I, I, I won't boycott him because I just won't go see him. Right. All right. Uh, number three was a movie that uh, we both really enjoyed. Uh, Tony gave his mini review last week. I've had a chance to see it since and loved it. Uh, was uh, Alita Battle Angel, and it made another seven million. Uh, basically, the worldwide total for this so far, because it was a huge hit in China, is three hundred and fifty million. So it's going to be huge. It set itself up for a sequel i have no doubt that we're going to see that sequel yeah disney will be fronting that one since <laughs> disney now owns it <laughs> that's true that's true um hopefully james cameron stays involved hopefully robert rodriguez comes back to direct the sequel because uh, they definitely put their signature stamps on this movie yeah agreed i still my favorite movie thus far of 2019 till Till this week, and then I'm shaking it. <laughs> exactly. In fourth place is another sequel movie, uh, the Lego Movie Two. The second part made six point six million. Uh, another very good movie. If you have a chance to go see it. Uh, in fifth place is a movie that just won uh, Best Picture at the Oscars and Best Supporting Actor. The Green Book uh, made four point seven million. Um, yeah, I might catch it up when it's on Netflix, but, uh, yeah. not a movie I'd go out to the theater to see. Yeah, me too. I did. Somebody said, and they could have just been a joke. It was in, uh, entertainment weekly. I was reading on the plane home, uh, last night. Uh, someone said it was, uh, basically Friday, a racist Friday. Yeah. Much. <laughs> yeah. I've heard there's a lot of people that were upset that it won uh, best picture and, and that there's a lot of huge flaws and that uh, Mahersha Ali, who starred in the movie, um, even apologized to the family of the 
character that he portrayed. And so that's never a good sign when, uh, you know, you go back and, and, uh, you know, have to apologize for a movie that you made. Right. Um, I was shocked it wasn't Bohemian Rhapsody. I really thought that was going to do it, but, uh, that's okay. In well, my eyes, that was definitely the best one. So me too. And apparently Roma was sort of the shoe in to win it. And everybody was a little shocked that it was the green book. But uh, I don't know if you watched any of the Oscars. It seemed like the voter base um, and the whole production around it, you know, the voter base is, is mostly middle-aged white guys. And it seemed like everything that they did, both in the awards that they gave and the way they produced the show itself was being like, Hey, look, we're inclusive. We're, you know, and it was more sympathy, more trying to show that, uh, you know, Hollywood is, is changing. And as opposed to truly highlighting the best, you know, works of art. Yeah. I think, I don't know my opinion. I think in this day and age to make the Oscars more enticing, I mean, it's always a big night. Everybody loves the Oscars. It does good ratings on ABC. Um, I love that they brought back Mike Myers and Dana Carvey for that little Wayne's world skit to, you know, when they went through and they tried to announce, you know, get all the big picture movie hyped up and they did Bohemian Rhapsody. That was cool. Right. Uh, I didn't get to watch all of the Oscars, but it'd be nice <clears throat> if they did something kind of like, uh, not over the top, like the MTV movie awards. Cause that's not even a big deal anymore. But, um, if they did like, if it was more not just a quote unquote, an Academy that does it, I don't like maybe there's a voting or, or something. I, it just <laughs> seems like they pick these, the like these, I get it. It's the dramatic movies and stuff. And it was nice to have black Panther to be included, mm. but you know, black Panther had zero chance to win. Right. Well, originally they had, tried to put in the best popular movie category for like the big blockbuster movies and everybody got upset. So they pulled that. And then, um, you know, that's where black Panther, they were going to sort of shoehorn it into there and exclude it from the best picture category. And when they pulled that, they, you know, included it in, into there, but you know, for the production itself, you know, they obviously went without a host, uh, cause of the whole Kevin Hart scandal which right. made the length of it, which generally goes a really long time. I mean, almost four hours. Uh, it helped cut that down. But uh, to introduce and for the opening monologue, they had Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, and Maya Rudolph come out. And they did a great job. And I'd love to see those three host maybe a future Oscars. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, get someone funny for sure. I mean... I'm not saying Kevin Hart's not funny. I like Kevin Hart, but he's the same every time. Doesn't matter what you get. Just, right. Yeah, you ain't getting anything different. Well, apparently a lot of people turned it down because it's it's sort of career suicide. Um, you know, either you have to, have to, have to kill it, or it, you know, if it falls flat, then, you know, nobody wants to hire you anymore. Right. It's kind of like that one year when they had uh, um, James Franco and uh, Anne Hathaway, and James Franco looked like he was high as a kite the whole time. Well, to be fair, he always looks that way. <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
So, uh, yeah, in any case, uh, the Green Book was fifth place. I'm going to quickly round out the uh, rest of the top ten so we can keep moving on. But in sixth place was Fighting With My Family. Okay. In seventh place, Isn't It Romantic? No. Nope. In eighth place was Greta, which is actually supposed to be a pretty good R-rated like thriller. Michael Jackson. <laughs> um, let's see. Ninth place, What Men Want. and Sequel in- to a Mel Gibson movie. <laughs> and in 10th place, Happy Death Day to You. I liked it. I like. You like those little quick snippets? You just said it. I'm going to just give you a little brief. Mm-hmm. I like it. I think we should uh, keep that trend going from here on out. Yeah, instead of like going on a rant. Green Book. <laughs> Racist Black Friday. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the top five, we can give some good commentary, but maybe yeah. in the, the bottom end the of bottom the six, top yeah. ten. Yeah. Give you just those brief snippets. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on to movie news. Uh, one of the movies that we've been following pretty closely that we're excited about is uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot, um, which, you know, as we've mentioned many times, we are huge Kevin Smith fans, apart from his poor horror tries. Uh, but it's nice to see that uh, Jay and Silent Bob are coming back and, uh, it seems like this is the perfect movie at the perfect time with uh, basically the plot of the movie is that uh, Jay and Silent Bob find that uh, they're making a reboot of Blunt Man and Chronic, prompting them to travel across the country to stop it from being made again. And uh, Smith basically said it's a movie that makes fun of sequels and remakes and re- reboots while being all three at the same time. So, uh you know, very meta in uh, what they're looking to do. Oh, I'm super excited for this. And for once, it's like for Kevin Smith, who we're big fans of, and we're sure he's fans of the show. Wink, wink. <laughs> um, now that we're on Spotify, he definitely is. Hey, maybe um, uh, Proton Pack podcast on the Smodco network. Hey, just throwing it out there. Um, <laughs> you know, it's funny as, He's been for years trying to go back to the VOSQ universe. Like, he teased Clerks 3 was going to happen. It didn't. Then Mallrats 2 was going to happen. Then it was going to be a TV show. Like, he had everybody back lined up. I mean, except Ben Affleck. We had everybody else. Mm -hmm. And uh, nothing happened. And then he keeps shelling out, like, those little horror movies. And you're like, no, quit doing those. (laughs) <laughs> and then he's doing like his like TV appearances and all that stuff. But uh, for this to actually be happening and uh, I'm super excited when I saw him live. I know I talked about this a couple weeks ago or a couple episodes ago, but um, him and Jay actually acted out an entire scene uh, for the upcoming movie from what he wrote. So it whether it, I'll let you guys know if it made it or not, I'm not going to spoil it, but the scene that they acted out and the lines, oh, it's vintage Jay and Silent Bob for sure. So that's awesome. And I think that the holdup for the other movies was that uh, they were owned by New Line Cinema and they just weren't taking it seriously. And so I think Kevin Smith actually owns, uh, you know, Jay and Silent Bob. And that's where he was able to, um, you know, bring this movie back to life. Well, that makes sense because I know like Miramax owned. Uh, oh, Miramax, not New Line. Was That's it New Line? Yeah. Well, I wasn't sure if Miramax got bought out. I don't even think Miramax does anything anymore, especially well, after the whole Harvey Weinstein crap. Exactly. 
So I'm not sure where the properties lie, but this uh, reboot, man, the people that continue to add, it's oh, it's gonna be, it looks awesome. Yeah, I mean they've got uh, Justin Long, Craig Robinson, uh, Jason Lee, and then they just announced that Joe Mangane- Manganello. <laughs> Man, Matt, he's in Magic Mike, ladies. That yeah. Was the show. Or if you uh, saw the very end credit scene for Justice League, he was uh, uh, Deathstroke. Um, and hopefully yes. we'll see him reprise that role uh, somewhere in the DC universe. Right. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I'm not holding my breath on that. But uh, did you watch this week's Big Bang Theory? I haven't. No, I haven't watched any of this season yet just because I don't have access to CBS. Got you. More reason to get that CBS All Access, which we should just fake. They're our fake sponsor this this episode. Hey, if they want to give us a free uh, 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 membership. Yeah, let's. Hey, we'll sing their praises all day long. Yeah, hook it up. The uh, this week's episode had Joe Man. I can't even say his name, Manginello. Like Penny says it like three times in the episode. And uh, <laughs> Kevin Smith, like, so uh, Will Wheaton has a uh, celebrity D&D game that um, Leonard gets invited to, but Leonard can't tell the gang. And in that group, it's uh, William Shatner, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Will Wheaton, Kevin Smith, and Joe Manginello. And they're all playing Dungeons & Dragons. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, it was a great episode. It was hilarious. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil too much of it, but other than that's the gist of how it starts. And um, real good episode. And I don't think Kevin Smith has any lines in it. I think he's legit Silent Bob in it. So That's funny. <laughs> yeah, uh, very quiet. So the last thing on this uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot is um, Kevin Smith. He loves to chronicle everything he does. Uh, For me, I went to film school, and one of my favorite things on uh, DVDs and Blu-rays are always the making of the movies, going behind the scenes, seeing what they do. And uh, one of the things that Kevin Smith has been doing is uploading uh, episodes called Road to Reboot on YouTube. So you can see behind the scenes of what's going on with this movie. And uh, I think they're up to chapter three at this point. But uh, if you get a chance, go onto YouTube, type in Road to Reboot or Kevin Smith, and uh, it's just an awesome behind the scenes of the making of this movie. That's awesome. I'm gonna have to, I didn't know that. I'm going to have to put that in my uh, YouTube uh, uh, videos to watch. Yeah, and each episode's, you know three minutes so it's easy to ingest it's not going to take up a whole lot of your time but uh you know if you like uh kevin smith there's lots of jason muse there's lots of you know kevin smith and and uh it's it's a very cool behind the scenes dude awesome you hear that i do it sounds like you're Mm. choosing our next story what could we be talking about Mm, he-man Totally. Well, I I knew we were going to talk about Thundercats, but He-Man would have been good, too. (laughs) All right. So the next story, as Tony so uh, uh, promptly teased. Um, So a little bit of background. Tony had sent me the clip or the uh, article, and the headline is, New Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie coming to Netflix, which 
excited me when I first saw the headline. You know, the last two live action movies, I actually liked Out of the Shadows better than uh, the first one. I did too. You know, it's no secret that we were fans of the original cartoon series in the 80s and then the more recent uh, CGI version, but can't stand the most recent Cartoon Network, uh, sorry, Nickelodeon, uh, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And so I was keeping my fingers crossed that when I saw that headline that we would see either a new version or a sequel to, you know, Out of the Shadows. And then I started reading the article, and it turns out that uh, this movie that uh, is coming to Netflix is a feature-length spinoff of the current Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And so my uh, excitement uh, immediately fell apart. <laughs> right. The Nerd Ninja Turtles suck. You know, it's one of those things that I was, you know, uh, when well, I was out. That's in, old school. Thank yeah. You. When I was out in California um, about a week ago, um, I had a chance to watch one of the episodes with my boys. And while the action animation is really good in the new series the comedy is awful it um the the characters the new villains that they have are are not great you know and yeah i love the traditional villains but you know even if they do introduce new villains um i'm never really opposed to it but in this case it just it didn't work for me yeah i haven't I watched that one episode and I couldn't get, I, I was turned off. I was like, I can't stand it. I, I didn't like it. I watched the pilot episode and I tried to go in with an open mind because <sighs> you follow up that, the CGI one that they just did. And that was great. That was a lot of throwbacks to the ones we grew up with. And mm-hmm. uh, it's just not, not my Ninja Turtles. It's uh, and and I'm like you. The more I read the article, or the more I read the article, I was like, eh, disappointed. Yeah, yeah. So if you are a fan of the uh, recent reboot of uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you've got a full length movie to look forward to. Uh, apparently, this was part of a, a two film deal with Nickelodeon. Uh, the other one being a feature length movie based on The Loud House, which uh, watching that with my boys is actually a pretty decent uh, cartoon. That's good. See, I'm glad you you're able to comment on those ones. Like, like I don't know if I'm gonna go watch these things, you know. <laughs> so, but with you having the kiddos, it makes it nice and easy where I can just chime in and be a little smartass on the other line here. So, right. Well, and I've said before that you know the best cartoons and you know cartoons nowadays have gone from you know the 30 minute shows, you know, technically 21, 22 minutes with. Uh, commercials down to 10 minute episodes because people's attention spans just aren't there anymore. But uh, even with that change, the best ones are the ones that are essentially written for adults with kid humor. So that way everybody can enjoy it. And so a good uh, example of that is uh, like uh, Teen Titans Go, uh, the amazing world of gumball, um, all very well written for an adult demographic where kids can enjoy as well. Right. Gumball is pretty dang. Right? You told me to watch that and I, I watched a couple of clips and that is pretty entertaining. It's, it's pretty hilarious. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Ninja Dis- turtle news. Disappointing. Yeah. Maybe we should talk about something not disappointing. All right. Something we're 
really looking forward to. Yeah, exactly. And... See, I like that. The way you gave it that really. <laughs> and uh, it's, oh man, uh, no secret that not only is the name of our podcast in homage to the Ghostbusters franchise, we are huge Ghostbusters fans. The first two movies, not the recent reboot, but uh, we reported a few episodes ago that out of the blue, Jason Reitman, the son of Ivan Reitman, the director of the original two movies, is uh, directing Ghostbusters 3, uh, technically 4, but uh, it'll be a direct sequel to the original ones. And uh, we talked last week that uh, he was on the Bill Burr uh, Monday Morning Podcast, which I had a chance to go back and listen to. Um, if you get a chance, he's in that entire episode. It's a really good episode, the two of them playing off of each other. But uh, it, it's something we are super excited about. And now we're starting to get some casting news, which, uh, you know, the first person that they're casting is Carrie Coon. Um, I'm not super familiar with her work. Apparently, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, apparently she's in a, a show called The Leftovers. But the other person is Finn Wolfhard, which uh, is Mike <laughs> from Stranger Things. That name is badass. I know, I know. And uh, God, <laughs> he, seen, he seems to be working. Wolfhard. <laughs> I wonder if it's stage name or if that's his actual given name. Sounds like a damn porno name. Right. I've been Wolfhard. <laughs> when I'm in a Ghostbuster suit, baby, you never go back. I'll, I'll stop us. You get bad. But uh, apparently he's like the hardest working teenager in Hollywood right now. Not only was he in It... He's going to be in the upcoming It Chapter 2, a movie called The Goldfinch. He's doing a voice for the Addams Family uh, animated movie and uh, obviously shooting Stranger Things at the same time. Now, the exciting thing about him in relation to the Ghostbusters movie is we've already seen him in the jumpsuit in uh, uh, Stranger Things Season 2. And so it's a nice little parallel between the two uh, series that he's appearing in. Right. Wouldn't it be cool if they just took all the guys from Stranger Things and just made them the new Ghostbusters? That would be pretty hilarious. Now, we do know that they're <laughs> casting two male teenagers and two female teenagers. So, you know, maybe, uh, you know, Eleven and, uh, um, oh, who was the redhead who died in uh, the first season? Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, um... <laughs> Oh, gosh. Dang it. It's been a while. I, I want to say Beth, but it's not Beth. No, no. Uh, okay, stand by. Because I, I was looking up Carrie Coon, who did you know she was actually in Avengers? She was Proxima Midnight. Oh, but no kidding. Not, yeah, but you're not going to know what she looks like because she's in damn makeup. But Right. But just fun facts there for the, for the, for the fans of the show. Let's see. Gosh, you know, there's people that are going to be on the other line like come on just say her name it's not that hard it's this and the thing and, is i love that show it's just it's her name's escaping me at the moment uh, uh, it is i just think it's funny the duffer brothers <laughs> i actually went to uh school with them no oh, that's right you did huh yep yeah uh we went to chapman university film school and uh 
I never really came across them. I was familiar with them, but uh, it's always nice to see, you know, people that you went to school with who uh, come out and, and do something big. The other person that uh, was a fraternity brother of mine is Justin Simeon, and uh, he has the show on Netflix, uh, Dear White People. I've never, never heard that. Oh, it's Barbara. It's Barb. Barbara. Barb. You, you had the B part, right? Yeah. I can't, I didn't know it was escaping me, but Barb. <laughs> so in any case, yeah, we're getting the uh, first bits of casting news for the new Ghostbusters movie. Um, if you listen to this podcast regularly, fasten your seatbelts. Every little bit of news that's coming out about this movie, we're more than likely going to report on just because we're huge fans. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I think if you get old Wolfhand here in there, I think it's going to be great. Well, he's one of the best parts of Stranger Things and was definitely the best part of uh, um, It. It? Yeah, yeah, he was great. Definitely great. <laughs> we'll see if Bill Hader is able to do the adult version as good when that comes out. I think he will. Yeah. Uh, have you watched the show Barry? No. Awesome show. If you have access to HBO, um, that show is so funny. All right. Barry, putting it on the list of things to watch. Yeah. And it's a good sort of dramatic comedy uh, blend that uh, really shows uh, Bill Hader's dramatic chops as well as, you know, what you know him for for comedy. Gotcha. Which is which is nice. It's always good to see people branch out of their area. So yeah, or their yeah. area of expertise, I should say. <laughs> exactly. All right. So moving on from semi horror with Ghostbusters to full on horror and a movie that I've been excited about ever since I first heard about it is uh, and Tony, get ready for the jingle uh, from producer James Gunn. As the nerd world turns, there's another James Gunn story. As the nerd world turns, I broke Tom Peck podcast. <laughs> so James Gunn, which uh, if you are a avid listener of this uh, podcast, obviously know the drama that happened with him between you know Marvel, Guardians of the Galaxy, and now he's made the move over to uh, DC, will be directing Suicide Squad 2, which we'll talk a little bit more about here in a little bit. Um, got his start with a horror movie called Slither. And so he's returning back to his roots as a producer. Did you just rip one? What was that? <laughs> no, it's the leather seat. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Busting, busting ass on the Proton Pack podcast. No, <laughs> get my leather chair in the way. It... Yeah. Anyways, continue. <laughs> in any case, is re returning back to his horror roots uh, yeah. with a movie that was written by his two other brothers, Mark Gunn and Brian Gunn, and directed by David Yurevsky, uh, who uh, did a movie called The Hive. Not familiar with it. But uh, the movie is called Brightburn, which, if you're not familiar with it, the second trailer just came out. We'll go ahead and post it on our um, Facebook page. But... It is essentially a alternative telling of the Superman story. So a couple are hoping and praying for a miracle for somebody to, uh, you know, give them a child. Uh, they live out in the sticks and one night a object falls from the sky and they find a, a baby and uh, turns out that, uh, you know, this child has superpowers 
very similar to Superman. But instead of going the route of truth, justice, and the American way, he is a conflicted, hormonal, um, uh, bullied kid um, who goes the complete opposite way. And so it looks like a legit scary movie. Uh, I personally have not watched this trailer. I watched the first trailer, and it definitely looks uh, looks creepy for sure. And then we were talking before we started the podcast, and I started reading the article a little more. I can't wait to watch the trailer. I'm excited to see this movie. Um, James Gunn, who I feel shouldn't have even been let go, really. Um, he's gonna off, he's off to bigger and better things, so. Yeah, and uh, it stars Elizabeth Banks. Uh, you know, she's a great actress. Uh, David Denman, who was in The Office, he plays the father. Um, so some good actors, and, you know, you owe it to yourself if you like horror movies. Go watch the trailer, and then you don't have to wait long for this movie to come out. It comes out uh, May 24th. Perfect, and, it's on, and the trailer is on our... Uh proton pack uh facebook page so feel free to check that out awesome awesome all right moving on to uh horror slash comic books um and sort of a throwback to what we were talking about with stranger things uh the new hellboy red band trailer 2 just launched uh a few days ago and it gives us more insight into this new version of Hellboy, uh, the R-rated, uh, stars David Harbour, which, uh, you know, obviously he is, um, why can't I remember any of these Stranger Things characters' he, names? He plays uh, Hopper. Hopper. I wanted to say Hutch for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but in any case, uh, he takes on the role of Hellboy, and uh, the more I see of this movie, the more excited I get. I enjoyed the Guillermo del Toro versions, which were a little more comic booky. They were PG-13. Uh, this one's going to be a full-on rated R, cursing, gore, maybe even a little nudity. But uh, this one looks good. Yeah, after the first trailer, I was kind of like, eh, kind of looks stupid. Um, but then after watching the uh, the most recent trailer, I'm just like, okay, never mind. I'm definitely interested in it. It looks cool. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm excited for it. I've since I heard about uh, them, you know, essentially rebooting it. Um, you know, Mike Mignola, who originally wrote the comic, is is very involved. Um, I, I've been very interested, and these new trailers just sort of help support um, my interest in this movie. Yeah, it looks. I I can't wait that. I'm just uh, after what, seeing uh, the Dark Princess. Is that what they call her? The uh, uh, something like that. Something like that. I just know it's Mila, <laughs> Mila Jovovich. So, uh -huh. so um, after seeing her, it just that whole new trailer. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. definitely digging it. So, yeah. And then uh, for whatever reason, the article that I have pulled up doesn't say the release date. I don't have it on your end, or I don't know if you have it on your end, but. Uh, you know, I, I don't think we have to wait too long for it. I think it comes no, out this it, summer. No, it comes out uh, April. April. Uh, yep. Even don't have better. to wait. Too, don't have to wait too long. It just—it's not in our article that we have up. It just is like, here's the trailer. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That—that's it. So that's what I just yeah. shared on the Facebook yeah. page is the trailer. Well, and the um, good news is that you know, starting with this weekend, Captain Marvel 
we are now well into the quote unquote summer movie season. Oh, yeah. So from here on out, we're going to be getting good movie after good movie. Absolutely. Uh, April 12th is when it drops. Just FYI. Good to know. Good and to I'll know. Put that off, uh, edit that post. <laughs> so that way, you know when to expect it. Um, but kind of maybe maybe the, I'm excited it's coming out so soon, but maybe in August would have been good when there's no other big movies coming out. Just you got Shazam and you got Endgame coming out. So. Yeah. Well, it's funny because over the last few years, it seems like, you know, August was always sort of like the last hurrah. You know, that's when like Thor Ragnarok came out and, you know, uh, uh, it was when the summer movie season closed. And now it's almost like August. There's nothing in August because they're moving everything up starting in March. Right. Well, March used to be kind of a boring month for it, but no, not so much. Yep. Yeah. Which I'm OK with. I mean, I oh yeah. I'm definitely not going to be complaining. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So uh, moving off from there to uh, the next James Gunn project, uh, which we talked about, uh, Suicide Squad 2. As the nerd world still turns, another James Gunn story in the DC universe. (laughs) So as we reported uh, a few episodes ago, uh, James Gunn is taking over the writing, directing, um, Uh, roles for Suicide Squad 2 from David Ayer, who, um, uh, again, I I voiced my disdain for the first Suicide Squad movie many times, with a few little exceptions, uh, being Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn and um, Will Smith's uh, Deadshot. And so now it is reported, uh, at least last week it was reported, that Will Smith will not be coming back as Deadshot for Suicide Squad 2, uh, probably because he's working on Bad Boys uh, 3. But it looks like the Hollywood Reporter is saying that uh, Idris Elba is currently in talks to replace him for that Deadshot role. Yeah, it's... uh which I think is a good good replacement. He seems to be jumping in a lot of stuff. I mean, since uh, he had snapped off in the Marvel Universe, he's free to do a lot of things now. Spoiler alert. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and realistically, I, I, I like everything Idris Elba's ever done. I, I don't think I've ever seen him in a bad role. Even the uh, widely panned Dark Tower I Steve was just King about movie. To say, yeah. He was like, great he in was that movie. He was good in that. Yeah, he was good as the, oh gosh, character name wise, drawn blank. That movie sucked. Yeah, isn't it like <laughs> the Stranger, or the the Man in Black, or the something Man in like Black? That? Yeah, yeah. He was, John, he was Johnny Cash. <laughs> Interesting no, take that, on uh, Johnny Cash. Yeah, no, that that film was terrible. <laughs> um, you know, just kind of a random side rant. I know this is probably kind of going off topic, but. Uh, it's uh somebody posted the new Joker trailer with Joaquin Phoenix, which is a fake, by the way. Don't oh, okay. Yeah, it's total fake. It's not legit. But I just thought about that because they they kept putting a lot of uh, Joaquin clips from when he was Johnny Cash. Oh. Yeah. And it, so it's just like there were scenes where he's like holding hands with Reese Witherspoon. I'm like, eh, it's a fake. There's no way. But people are loving it. They're like, oh my god, that movie looks great. And it's like. Well, it looks great because it's from Walk the Line. Like, it just took clips from Walk the Line and a few of his other movies and 
and just put a few of the scenes that they were able to get a hold of from the Joker. It's just terrible. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm that's one DC project I'm not excited about. I'll oh, reserve gosh. judgment, but uh, just from what I've seen so far, eh. Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on from DC to Sony's Marvel Universe. What what did they officially title that? The Sony they gave it an official title and yeah the the mar the sony oh hold on one sec i'll look i have the producer looking up here i'm not the, I'm not the producer by no means well while you're looking that up uh, just to give a little more uh story so uh, sony owns the rights to uh the spider-man characters and over the last few years they've been working hand in hand with marvel to bring uh spider-man back into the fold but at the same time they've been working on their own universe of Spider-Man related characters, obviously starting with uh, Tom Hardy's Venom, which yeah, I enjoyed, so um, but at the same time still doesn't hold a candle to, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's, and sorry, I don't mean to chime in. It's uh, the Sony's universe of Marvel characters. They have 900 Marvel character properties it owns. So, yeah. And the interesting part is even though it's 900 characters they're not exactly the most well-known characters <clears throat> we had said that uh, they were working on a, a silver sable and black cat spinoff which started as one movie now it's looking to be two movies and then the other one that they're working on which uh, is more immediate was uh, jared leto starring in a morty mortius morbius adaptation and morbius was the living vampire character in the uh, spider-man universe Again, not not a household name. You know, hopefully they'll you know uh, promote it in the right way that uh, you won't necessarily need to know who the character was to enjoy it. Um, but so far, just like you know some of the DC properties properties we talked about, not super excited about this project. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm not. I'm not. I don't know anything about Morbius other than. Uh, he appeared in one of the pinball games on FX, Pinball 2, the Marvel um, one. Uh, he was he was a he was one of the pinball boards on that game. <laughs> I actually own his first appearance in uh, the Amazing Spider-Man number 101. That's pretty good. If he ends up becoming this huge thing, but yeah. even even if he doesn't, that's still pretty damn cool. <laughs> Well, uh, as far as uh, news for this movie goes, um, they're adding some casting to the movie, which might actually make it a little bit better. Uh, they announced last week that uh, Tyrese Gibson will be in the movie, though I'm not exactly sure which character he's playing. And then more recently, uh, Matt Smith, who is a former Doctor Who, very good actor, is going to be in playing the main villain, uh, a character named Loxius Crown, which, as far as I understand, doesn't actually exist in the comic book source material, though there is a character named Crown or Hunger um, in the comic books that he'll more than likely play. Right. It's, uh, well, I'll reserve judgment until you see the trailer and all that good stuff, but... Yeah, it's, and not, they, it's not one I'm overly excited for. Right. And they did a pretty good job with Venom. You know, we'll obviously see a Venom sequel. Um, I was hoping, hoping that, uh, 
you know, they released the rated R version of it, but I haven't seen it come out yet. Yeah, I haven't seen nothing on it either. So should be interesting. Yep, yep. But we'll keep you updated as uh, news comes out. All right. Uh, again, moving on to, uh, um, you know, comic book adjacent uh, or Marvel adjacent uh, comic book movies. This week's trailer of the week is uh, the international trailer for Dark Phoenix, uh, which is the final Fox X-Men movie. And um, uh, it's... It's apparent through the trailer that, you know, obviously this is sort of a last hurrah for, you know, these characters that we've known since first class. Um, obviously, Brian Singer is no longer involved. Uh, Simon Kinberg, who was the writer of that movie, Apocalypse, um, Days of Future Past, is taking on the directing duties. Um, it's his first time directing, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah. The, the Days of Future Past was excellent, too. Yeah. And then the first trailer or the first teaser that came out for Dark Phoenix didn't really get me excited. You know, obviously, it's sort of a rehash of X-Men The Last Stand, um, probably a storyline they didn't need to revisit. Um, but with this new trailer, I'm a little more excited. I'm definitely going to go see it. Um but still not as excited as I was for like Apocalypse or, um, you know, Days of Future Past. Yeah, I'm the same way. So I just posted up the uh, the real trailer. Like if you guys haven't watched, um, if you've seen the first trailer, that's great. Uh, I'd highly, highly, highly recommend not watching the second trailer at all. Don't watch it. The second official trailer. Yeah, the second official trailer totally spoils. So don't watch it, which uh, will probably spoil here in just. A yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there's going to be this part like if you have seen it, we're going to discuss it after this. So that's your that's your spoiler warning. We'll give you one more. Uh, but this international trailer should have just been the second trailer because it showed enough where you you get to see some more into it without knowing what the hell is really going on. Kind of gives you a glimpse on how she becomes the Dark Phoenix and uh gives you more a bit what it's about and i definitely wanted me seeing it because after i saw the second one i was really turned off i was like really yeah gonna do that okay so uh but nonetheless the trailer is the international trailer that is the non-spoiler one is currently up on the uh, facebook page feel free to check that out um loads of action uh definitely I've got some uh, got some worries that this film's not going to do super great. I don't know how well they're going to market it. Um, like you said, kind of put together. It kind of almost feels like The Last Stand, yeah. where they took the Dark Phoenix, like the coolest story, and they don't really know what to do with it because who knows why. Because the, the Dark Phoenix, or the uh, Last Stand was a train wreck. Right. <laughs> trilogy, so. Well, and the funny thing is, and one of my biggest gripes about this movie is, sort of superficial but at the same time you know they teased in apocalypse that uh, obviously this next movie would take place in the 90s and for those x-men fans like myself who are huge fans of the 90s jim lee version of the x-men and their iconic costumes from that series we're really hoping to see those costumes in play here and then you see this and you know their costumes are 
boring. They're, you know, blue and bright yellow with like an X across the chest. And, and, uh, you know, it's disappointing that they went that route versus, you know, the iconic Jim Lee look. Yeah. And another big thing too, it's missing. Um, still after all these years, after all these freaking years, we still don't have a gambit. Yeah. I, I, I don't get it. And I don't want no Channing Dane Tatum gambit. That's not happening anymore, but, <laughs> but there is no, like how come gambits never been introduced into this, especially if we're at the nineties at this point, gambit should be there. Right. Well, and we've talked about it before, obviously, this franchise is turning back over to Disney. Um, Kevin Feige says he already has plans to integrate them into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I have no doubt they're going to treat them right there. And uh, it'd be nice to see some X-Men characters that we're not used to seeing so far, Gambit being one of those. Yeah, it's, uh, we'll see. I'm still, because it's X-Men, I'm excited, but not as excited as previous like you, so. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we are going to drop a major spoiler here uh, for this movie. So if you don't want to know it, skip ahead. Um, You know, the nice thing about the iPhone is it gives you that option to skip ahead by 30 seconds. We strongly recommend doing that if you don't want any spoilers. Yes, you've been warned. There's no spoilers for you. (laughs) So uh, Tony mentioned that the second official trailer, not the international, um, really sort of spoiled things. You know, we knew um, from the teaser that, uh, you know, there was some sort of funeral, you know, they're all gathered around a grave wearing black with black umbrellas. And uh, it's coming out now that um, that funeral is for um, a major character, uh, Mystique, who uh, obviously played by Jennifer Lawrence, was essentially the main character of all of the um, you know, newer version of the X-Men uh, um, universe. And apparently it's her death that sort of brings everybody together and is the launching point for the movie. So I expect to see that happen probably pretty early on in the movie. But, uh, you know, they really dropped the ball with the second trailer, you know, strongly hinting that uh, she was going to die. Yeah, and I didn't see that one coming because obviously in the last stand, she killed like Cyclops. I mean, she was killing everybody, Cyclops. And <laughs> right. There's all these characters that just weren't in the movie anymore because Brian Singer had left that to go do Man of Steel. And uh, this one, I was just bummed because it was like, okay, like you totally just showed her kill off and they just went with it. It's like, yep, she kills Mystique. Yep, yep. So, it's like, uh, oh crap. Again, not super excited about it. I'll still go see it because I did enjoy, you know, all of the other previous iterations, um, at least of this, you know, the new cast. And uh, James McAvoy is an awesome Professor X. Michael Fassbender is a great Magneto. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, it's one of those things that comes out in June, so we'll find out, and we'll, of course, give it an honest review here on the Proton Pack podcast when the time comes. But for now, uh, avoid trailer number two and just enjoy the international trailer and try not to be spoiled. Exactly. (laughs) Um, And so one of the other things with that movie and uh, about the next movie we're going to be talking about is uh, it was pushed back 
continuously um, for reshoots, for whatever reason. And that's never a good sign. Um, this next movie has been pushed back even further, has seen numerous release dates. We reported on it uh, a couple episodes back, and that's uh, Josh Boone's X-Men horror movie, The New Mutants. And so we previously reported that it's looking like it's heading to Hulu, so not even to the theaters, uh, more than likely in October. Well, this latest report is that, uh, you know, they were basically looking at um, incorporating a new character into the movie, which required extensive reshoots. And as of now, they haven't even planned the reshoots yet. And so... I mean, chances of us seeing it in October are probably pretty slim. Um, at this point, I'd be surprised if we ever see it at all. Yeah, I think at this point, it's going to be one of those infamous things. Like, uh, I remember when we were kids and they had the Fantastic Four movie. And, like, it was only shown at a Comic-Con and it was on a VHS tape. And, <laughs> and like, you had to know somebody that knew somebody to have that. And it yeah. was so awful when you I got your hands on it. I still have a bootleg VHS version of that movie. Oh, dude, it's, a, it's terrible. But, I mean, it's it was one of those things you had to see it, regardless of how bad it might be. <laughs> it was pretty bad. Yeah. So if we hear anything about uh, the new Mutants movie, if it's actually showing up to Hulu, if it's actually coming out in October, we'll let you know. Uh, the first teaser, teaser trailer. Teaser trailer. Teeler trailer. It's <laughs> the first like slip of the lip on the show. And it's I towards know. the end. So that's pretty damn good, man. <laughs> uh, the first teaser actually looked pretty decent. Um, you know, definitely horror movie in its soul, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. It, I, I mean, I'll still see it. I was kind of hoping they just do like they said they were going to do, like we talked about last week. Like maybe it just shows up on Hulu. So yeah. just go from there. Yep. All right, uh, another property that uh, actually you just sort of mentioned um, that Disney is getting back from Fox, thank God, is the Fantastic Four. And so they, they had that awful Roger Corman one that uh, was never officially released. Like I mentioned, I've got the bootleg VHS version, which it's evident why it was never released. It was awful. And then in the 90s, they made uh, the two movies that had Ian Gruffid, had Jessica Alba, um, uh, Michael Chiklis, and Chris Evans. Chris Evans, Captain America was the Human Torch. Right, which were decent, but you know, compared to the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies now, uh, definitely don't hold a candle. And then we had the train wreck that was Josh Trank's reboot of it um, with... Um, you know, Michael B. Jordan and, uh, um, oh God, what was, I can't even think of the actors Michael. who played the other characters. Oh, uh, it was, uh, Michael B. Jordan was the human torch. And then I'll look up the rest. Um, one of them was that guy that gets into a lot of fights in Hollywood, which this, we're so prepared for this morning episode, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause normally like you're like, you're Mr. Knowledge. Like, I don't need to look up this stuff. And, uh, and I, I, I don't know, uh, who these people were off the top of my head. I just know like the director, fuck He friggin' almost dropped the F bump. Hey, that's all right. We get one. We'll get the friggin' uh, dumped on this, uh, Josh Trank, 
dumped on the movie right before it came out and said, eh, it's a pile of crap. Um, and he wasn't wrong. <laughs> no, you know who produced it, too? Who? Simon Kinberg. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, he actually wrote the screenplay for it. Yeah, and he, and he, and he produced it. And um, it stars Miles Teller, Michael Miles Teller. Jordan. Kate Mara, Jamie Bell, Toby Kebbell, and a bunch of other people you've never heard of. Yeah, yeah. But uh, in any case... Uh, oh, you man, know, Dark Phoenix is doomed. <laughs> um, this article and actually <laughs> the next story we're going to talk about come from uh, a website called WeGotThisCovered.com. And it looks like they've got some sources that have mentioned that... Uh, Marvel and Kevin Feige are definitely looking at bringing the Fantastic Four, uh, you know, the first family of Marvel back into the Marvel Cinematic Universe fold. And uh, obviously, like every other Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, it is in much better hands than it was over at Fox. Uh, the other thing they talked about is that, uh, you know, this version would play off of the ultimate Fantastic Four comic book series which I didn't necessarily follow, so I don't know how it differs from uh, the original one. Um, it includes the same characters, but then the nice thing is that it won't include Doctor Doom as the villain, as he was in every previous iteration. Right. Was he still the bad guy in the second one, too? He or was. was that, or was that more the Silver Surfer at first? It was the Silver Surfer, but he was still in it. You know, it's sort of like what uh, X-Men has done with... Um, uh, Magneto as being sort of the secondary bad guy in all of the movies, but you know, it works better in that one as opposed to the fantastic four. Gotcha. So, but that doesn't mean we won't see Dr. Doom. Uh, in fact, uh, Christopher Marcus, who's one of the co-writers for, uh, the Avengers movies, um, mentioned that, uh, we could be seeing him, uh, in a different version, but it would be back to the original comic book character, you know, king of his own country and not, uh, you know, sort of the Dr. Doom light version that we've seen in, you know, the previous iterations. Well, I'm, I'm all for a reboot, especially with, um, you know, Kevin Feige seeing behind it. I think the property's in great hands finally. And, uh, Excited to see the return of the Fantastic Four. It's been too long, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if you uh, looked at the the page, but somebody did basically fan art of John Krasinski as Reed Richards, and I think he'd be the perfect Reed Richards. Oh yeah, he would be really good. Those are always fun when you come to the uh, the thoughts of like who's going to play these characters and stuff. Yeah, and we haven't seen him in the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe yet. He was originally supposed to, or he was in talks to play uh, Steve Rogers' Captain America, but as we all know, that went to <laughs> another Fantastic Four alumnus, um, Chris Evans. Which, retrospect, great choice. Great choice for that. Yeah, yeah. All right, and then uh, basically the final story of the episode, uh, which plays off of the Fantastic Four news is that as part of the return of the Fantastic Four characters back to Disney, one of those characters that we saw in uh, the second Fantastic Four movie from the 90s is the Silver Surfer, which 
he was never one of my favorite characters, but apparently for fans, he's a huge character. And uh, they're looking at incorporating him back into the MCU, um, the cosmic side of things. And it looks like they're going to make it a origin story for him when he was essentially uh, Galactus's errand boy. Oh, that'll be sweet. I didn't even read the article. You know, I found the article. I shared it with you. I didn't really even read it. And when I posted it on uh, uh, Facebook on our page, I said, too bad James Gunn wasn't involved because he's so good with the space thing. But I was thinking, man, that'd be sweet if they introduced Galactus this way, you know. Yeah, yeah, which it looks like that's the plan. Now, one of the things that they talked about before they released James Gunn was that after this next Avengers movie, uh, Endgame, that the Marvel Cinematic Universe was going to split into sort of two separate universes, uh, you know, the regular on Earth universe and then the cosmic universe. And uh, James Gunn was supposed to head up the cosmic universe the same way Kevin Feige does for everything else at this point. Obviously, that plan's gone to shit at this point, but um, <laughs> we'll see if, if they still split it off. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. So great things ahead now that uh, the MCU has uh, these characters in their universe. I can't wait to see what they do with them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Gives us more crap to talk about, you know? Yep, yep. All yeah, right. Of course. Well, that pretty much does it for this episode. It was uh, chock full of news, wasn't quite as long as the last one, but uh, we appreciate you guys sticking in there, listening, uh, checking us out on our social media channels, uh, on Facebook, Proton Pack Podcast, uh, Instagram, at Proton Pack Podcast. And as we mentioned at the top of the show, we are available on more services now, so there's many places where you can find us. I like it. Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you can get your Google Play, podcast. Yes. Apple. Well, we're, we're even on the Apple podcast. Yeah. Well, I yeah. think we've been kind of there anyway. We are. That's where yeah. we started. I was going to say, that's how I've been listening to it. Yes, I'm a Mark. <laughs> I listen to our show. I, I got I to gotta see where we can approve upon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like I mentioned in the last episode, um, not sure what it is, but all of a sudden, our download count has been skyrocketing, which, uh, you know, we we really appreciate appreciate all of you that have jumped on uh, here in the last couple episodes. Uh, hopefully we can continue growing and uh, we'll keep bringing you episodes hopefully once a week. But as it goes, uh, you know, every once in a while we skip a week here and there. Yeah, absolutely. You got to have uh, you don't want overwhelming at all, you know, so right. not bad right. for a morning episode for sure. So. No, no. Couple flubs, um, couple flubs, less voice acting, and uh, just and, straight news, man. Yep, and my memory of uh, actor and character names isn't uh, as spot on <laughs> as it usually far. is. Yeah, so we'll stick to the mid afternoon. You know, we'll find that niche, but the morning stuff still works. So. Yep. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening again, uh, Tony. Do you want to take us out on any final words? Yes. Just because something works doesn't mean it can't be improved. Shuri from Black Panther 2018. Wakanda forever.